another episode of Church Talks. I have a friend of mine with me. Uh, well, we're doing it virtually. She's with me in spirit. And I have known this friend for a lot of years. I don't know. I don't know how many years, but a lot of years. And we have done life together. We have um, traveled out of the country together on a mission trip to, I believe it was Bogota. Yes. Yeah. And um, I almost kind of lived with them for a short stint of time <laughs> when I was um, working in Greensboro a whole bunch and, and um, needing to commute. And her name is Miss Terry Lamb. Everybody, welcome Terry to the pod. And uh, she, is, she is so many things. Um, man, she is a follower of Jesus. She is wife to Eddie. She is, um, f- I was going to say fur mom. You're not the fur mom. You have a fur baby named Steel, uh, who may make a, 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 an appearance, <laughs> a sound in this episode <laughs> somewhere. So we'll give him a shout out if he does. Uh, she is, she's got an LLC. She's a founder of Unleashed Life. She can sing almost as good as Celine Dion. I mean, it's like, it's right <laughs> under that. Uh, <laughs> She she has her chaplaincy. She is a I don't even know what like you're like a regional manager over multiple states of uh like is it pet something like veterinary something. We do uh, <laughs> I know right mergers and acqu- I do mergers and acquisitions for a company out of Austin Texas. Yeah, and you are. Uh, you're, you're a life coach and you encourage people. I know that you have those like on the, on your bio. And I just want to like say this, we were originally scheduled to record this last week and uh, there were some technical difficulties. And we just found out at the beginning of this episode that her (laughs) earpiece that she was using did not like me. Um, We didn't think that it was on her end. We thought it was on mine. I tried everything and I recorded with somebody else the next day and it was fine. So I was like, okay, maybe we just didn't need to record that day and she said that she had actually prayed about the episode and then it didn't work and it just happened to be that I was having a really stressful and frustrated morning um so we just used that hour block to talk on the phone and she was literally like a life coach and an encourager to me so thank you Miss Terry for being that for me (laughs) like off the record uh but man Terry, thank you for being on Church Talks today. I gave you a little bit of an introduction, but why don't you tell everybody maybe, you know, 60 seconds, couple minutes of like what a day in the life looks like for you. Um, what are some of your hobbies? What is, you know, what, what brings you joy? Oh, wow. Um, <laughs> well, thanks for having me on the episode. First of all, um, I was certainly flattered when you reached out and wanted to feature me on here. Um, as Catherine said, we go way back, we started working in ministry together, probably, I don't know, 11 or 12 years ago, um, when we met, um, we were on a worship team together, did music together, um, traveled and did music together at other places. And like she said, we, um, did mission work in Bogota, Colombia together. Um, and you're in very close quarters when you're doing that. It's very intimate. And then she lived with us for a while, sort of, She would stop through part-time during the week, which was perfect for me because I don't have children. So I love adopting (laughs) (laughs) part-time adults. So it was, it was always great to have her, um, you know, float in and out and stay with us or or get here in time for dinner after work or whatever. Um, My husband and I really, you know, you talk about hobbies and stuff. There's so many things I can say about that, but I think, Um, My husband and I really are just, we love making people feel good and warm and welcome in our home and being hospitable. And that's really, I think, a passion and a natural gift that we both share. Um, So that's something that we, that we really enjoy. That's not really, it it is kind of a hobby. Um, We haven't done as much of, of entertaining in our home as we used to since before the pandemic, just because life has taken on its own um, thing the last couple of years with, you know, my business travel, we've had um, parental caretaking things, you know, and he'd lost his father. And so there's been a lot that has happened in the last few years that have kind of um, changed the landscape of where we're, what we're putting our hands to and where we're serving and how we're serving and, 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 and the ability to, 
to entertain in our home and stuff. And for anybody out there that, you know, has been involved with any, you know, family caretaking or anything, you know how that is. And so um, it just kind of can take on a life of its own. But um, as Catherine said, I'm just, um, you know, I'm just me. I really don't identify with any one thing other than my faith. Uh, my identity in Christ. I'm very passionate about my relationship with God and want to, you know, I've, I've always sought to break down religious barriers and concepts and, you know, misconceptions about religion that, you know, some of us were sometimes brought up to believe, you know, that, yeah. um, and through that, you know, I've just, I've gotten ordained. Um, I am an ordained minister. I've, um, uh, I'm a chaplain and I, you know, and, and chaplaincy is really a ministry of presence, which really discipleship and ministry altogether is that. Um, I am a vocalist. I've been singing since I was, you know, five years old. I've done cover bands. I've done, um, you know, worship bands. I've done community stuff. Um, you know, I've performed in, in tons of venues, been a paid professional singer. Um, I've also, you know, I've, I've been in the corporate world, legal finance and um, pharmaceuticals, sales, and now mergers and acquisitions for the majority of my career, dabbled in some marketing. So I'm kind of like a hodgepodge. I really just, you know, I, I'm every different and I just, you know, I do wear the doors open and, and, you know, kind of go with the wind. I don't really identify with just one thing, but um, certainly my passion is encouraging people and encouraging women in particular, I think, because women are so hard on each other. I think women, you know, their insecurities sometimes just get the best of them and just helping them clear out that headspace and identify with the good things and, and the power of who they are and, and, and the Christ within them and the ability for them to, you know, I just feel like so many women get beat down all the time, more so by each other than they do men in particular. Mm -hmm. I just, I really think women are really hard on each other. So that's kind of why I ended up doing a lot of the things that I do. It's my connection to people. And, um, you know, I love meeting new people and I love meeting people in my job and connecting with people. And, you know, it's given me the chance to meet some, some really great people. And, and I love that. So there's always opportunities to have just to encourage one another. I mean, that's what life's all about, right? Uh, yeah. Look, you just said a whole mouthful and people think <laughs> I wear a like literally people think I wear a lot of hats and I'm like holy cow and I just I know that you are so like I mean you are so driven and so motivated uh you don't wait for somebody else to motivate you like you get up and you you start your day uh and you really do set out to make a difference in people's lives whether it's in the workplace whether it's in church whether it's in life whether it's at the grocery store um, you know, like whatever it is. And Eddie's the same way. Eddie is over several grocery stores with, with food lion and he's doing the same thing. And shout out to Eddie who didn't want to be on this podcast. <laughs> Look, we're going to give, so we're going to give the dog steal a shout out. And Eddie, I know this is not Eddie's like forte and that's totally fine. I just love him so much and want to shout him out. Uh, but yes, that is to me what life is all about because like you said, you identify with your faith and your identity in Christ. And if there's anything that I believe that he came to do other than to save us from, from ourselves and from sin and from death, um, he came to encourage literally to put courage into us. And, you know, like he says, to take courage and that's what we're doing. Like that's what, whether it's encouraging ourselves like we have to do sometimes or whether it's whoever that God puts in our path. And I just appreciate you. And you, you really do live out what you're speaking. You, you are demonstrating that and you're an example every day, whether you're at home by yourself or at the gym or whatever. Like, so I appreciate you. And, and that's something else that I just thought about you. Um, you are like, you used to be, or maybe still are like in fitness competitions like bodybuilding how long ago was that is that still now <laughs> oh girl that was when my collagen was peaking <laughs> that was back in, that was when i had some good collagen and I'm, <laughs> that was when i see i was 37 um, i know yeah 37 when i competed i'm i'll be 49 in september so that was you know 10 or 11 
11 or 12 years ago said that I competed. I actually was in the, it was kind of a bucket list thing for me because I have a lot of sort of killing testimonies of faith and the bucket list thing was two, it was two pronged. It was, I wanted to compete to kind of up my fitness game. I've been into fitness for, you know, 25 or so years. I got into it more hardcore in my twenties and ended up going, um, competing in the NPC, NC State um, National um, Competition, and did, um, was the, uh, I placed second, actually, there goes my dog, I placed second in the Masters and Juniors Division, so those two divisions are, like, the Juniors Division is women who, it's their first show, um, and then the master's division was age specific, like I think 35 to 45 or something like that. And those women had competed before. So those women I went up against and that one, it was, you know, they were pretty hardcore. I was like a mini me compared to some of them. And I did the figure division, which is, <laughs> which is, um, for me, those poses were a more classic pose, um, and things like that, that I appreciated. You had to have more muscle tone than just like the bikini division and stuff like that. So it was, it was a lot of hard work and discipline. It was a spiritual journey for me as well. And, you know, it was about spiritual wellness. Um, I did it all very healthy. Um, it was to be a testimony to women that you don't have to starve yourself. I mean, I probably was eating 3000 calories a day and, um, several times a day. And I've done a lot of speaking engagements for that too. And, um, you know, to encourage women, you know, in their fitness journey that you don't have to look a certain way and you don't have to starve yourself that, that fitness and wellness really comes from like food is to fuel our bodies and minds and, and healthy food. And so I did that and, um, did very well. And honestly, I, people were like, why didn't you keep competing? And I said, you know, I really couldn't top the experience. The, <laughs> it wasn't about the trophy for me. It was yeah. about, you know, it was about, um, and my dad had, was a, all around athlete in his younger years. And so, and he had passed when I was 35 and it was his caretaker. So I was like, I, it was kind of to, to honor him. Then I was also a, uh, a, a heart defect that really back in the seventies, medical advances couldn't entertain. And so they said, if I lived, um, I really needed open heart surgery, but that was very risky. If I lived, I would likely just kind of lay. I wouldn't be able to be physically active. Um, I would be, my, my muscles and body would not be able to, you know, be athletic or perform or anything like that. I would just kind of be, back then they used probably a term that wouldn't be acceptable now, of course, but um, that I would just kind of lay like broccoli pretty much. Um, and so, and physically incapable. Wrong. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> Yeah, the interesting thing about it was, you know, I, they said I wouldn't gain weight. And then a few months, like, I think I was within a year or so started, like, we didn't do the surgery. And mom and a missionary friend just prayed over my life. And I started gaining weight. And anyway, at, at some point, we went back for a doctor's visit. And he put, this is what my mom tells me. He pushed his chair away from the table. And he said, the defect is still there, but she does not identify with it. Huh. So that has always stuck with me. And I think that's been kind of the philosophy of my, my life and my faith is I just, I don't, I think we can choose to identify with things or not. And even as a kid, we have that in us that if we identify with the Holy Spirit, we don't have to identify with, you know, what's happening around us or identify with the negativity or, you know, and still just gave a shout out to that. So, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> but yeah, so that was kind of. I mean, again, a mouthful, nothing about me is simple, but you know, there's that. Well, and I'm um, glad that I remembered that because that, that to me is again, such an encouragement to women like myself that uh, are in their thirties now. And the metabolism is not like it was when I was in college and in my twenties. And to think that you did that at 37 and I'm almost 33 and I'm like, okay, so I haven't like missed my my peak of what could be my physical health and like you said it just takes it takes discipline and it takes viewing food as fuel and not comfort or something to um cope you know or you know whatever it is or just like to taste good and I think that you just like again just 
motivated and inspired me to um, to make that a part of my own self-discipline because I struggle with that across the board. And I'm sure I'm not the only one that has gained some some extra pounds since 2020. <laughs> um, so thank you for that. <laughs> thank you for thank you for defying odds of what doctors said and what culture would say. And man, thank you. Well, you're welcome. You're awesome. I, hey, I just rambled. I really, you know, um, you ask the right questions and I just answer, even if it's a mouthful. But <laughs> I'm well, glad it motivated you, though. I, I, um, hey, look, I'm 48 now and my body's not looking the same as it did. You know, all that stuff, you can be fit, but it goes south um, and it's not the same. And um, you know, I, I think God created us to be in a way that as we mature, I like to say in life, mm -hmm. that there's different seasons that we have and different things that are going to be, you know, priorities and stuff. I think health and fitness can be um, and has to be a priority for you to be consistent with it. But that doesn't always mean it's going to look the same. Like I've had to implement, like my body started needing different things. And so even though I still weight train and do my cardio, I needed like something to stretch things and to, you know, I was having different kinds of aches and pains and stuff. And so I started doing Pilates a couple years ago and I love it. Um, and it's been a very um, cool addition to what, you know, what I'm already doing. And, and I'm not hitting mm -hmm. it quite as hard as I used to because I'm not competing and that's not where I am in my life. I just want to be decently healthy and active and fit, you know, look good in a pair of blue jeans if I can. And <laughs> <laughs> Um, you know, and, and just enjoy life and eat the piece of cake if I want to. And I, luckily I enjoy eating healthy, um, and sweets just don't make me feel good, but mm -hmm. you know, sugar just, um, doesn't, it doesn't make me feel good. So I do like eating clean, but I also love the indulgence of life and moderation. So I like doing that too. And I think it's just about being kind of well-rounded and balanced in whatever you're doing. And you literally just said, I, I was just getting ready to ask you about balance uh, because, you know, moderation and everything, like you're saying, you don't have to deprive yourself of certain things as long as there's no indulgence or, you know, being controlled by it. So what does, I mean, as many things as you do on any given day or like in this season of your life and the things that you've done in former seasons of your life, what has balance looked like for you when you are traveling to different states and you're you're taking on a lot of things and then you have stuff that um is more volunteer or you know it's just the stuff that you enjoy doing that's not your main job how do you balance that with being a wife and being home and trying to be present and doing ministry work and exercising and keeping your relationship with god secure and like <laughs> Like, what does that, what does that look like? Because obviously it takes discipline. It takes motivating yourself, but like practically speaking, what does that look like? Well, it doesn't look as nice as you made it sound. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think, I think since the, the pandemic, it's looked very different for everybody. Like I'm typically a very balanced and, um, structured, I can structure anything. I can take chaos and structure it. And that's something and organize it. And I work well under pressure, mm -hmm. but in the landscape of the pandemic, like now I work, you know, more remote. I've probably worked remote for, I don't know, 18 years or so now. And my office has been out of my home, but the job I've had for the last four years, puts me in more of a remote position where I'm seeing less people because it's more selective in what we do. And I have more isolated trips and visits. So I don't see as many people on the regular, like I used to. So that's been different. And from the women that I talk to, whether they're retired or working remote, a lot of them are in that same boat. So, and then with the nature of my job, it can look very different, especially like if I'm getting ready, kind of like real estate, when you're getting close to closings and things like that, it gets a little more unpredictable and chaotic. The demands are a little different, harder to structure, no matter how hard you try, just because you're at the mercy of the process. And so you just kind of wing it, really. I mean, you, 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 I think we all fight for balance every day, but I think sometimes the things that happen in our day 
like with what happened last week, it was meant to happen uh, for us to have a connection. And mm -hmm. I think just letting go and being able to, you know, sort of be as flexible as possible within that, because inevitably God's going to do something in the midst of it. Like there's going to be that connection that even encourages you that day. I mean, I have a lot of people that encourage me on the days that I need it. Um, you know, I'm not, it, it's not like I don't have challenges and, and things too. And that encouragement because I do and so you know those days end up being you know that I run into that person or connect with that person you know our conversation last week was encouraging to me too so I think you know you just try to for me so for I'll tell you for an example what the last few days looked like so my mom um, had a, a fall last uh Labor Day, she was here shopping with me. She had a fall, shattered her knee, ripped her arm wide open. She lived with us for three months. We took care of her and was taking her to appointments and all that kind of stuff. So I was adding that into my regular life. Luckily, I work remote and I could do that. And and it worked. Um, I don't think I slept for, <laughs> for three months. But she oh. was this past weekend, she came to visit and she lives an hour and 20 minutes away. And I think mm -hmm. her days of driving here now are probably like, I think we're done with that because people are just nuts on the road and I'd probably rather go get her. Mm -hmm. So I picked her up Saturday and my nephew, one of my great nephews met me halfway and I picked her up. We came back, you know, we did, did our weekend and then I was going to take her back one evening this week. And my days were a little bit crazy because I'm fitting in some physical therapy right now for, I have a bulging disc in my neck and I'm fitting in. You know, I've, I've got some deals on the table that I'm working on that's it's getting a little intense right now. And then I have, you know, my regular workday plus trying to fit in, you know, getting some workouts in and things like that. So the last two days were a little crazy and I'm just kind of doing all of it and then finding that window of time. And so I took her home five o'clock Monday, stayed the night with her, got up the next morning, Tuesday morning. I'm taking calls on the road. I'm checking my email before I leave her house. I'm checking it again when I get you know, right before I walk in the doors of my physical therapy to get back to Greensboro, um, you know, emails. I did emails while I was in traction yesterday at physical therapy because <laughs> I can hold my phone up while I'm laying there. Yeah. And um, but I have also found that especially in the landscape now where we're, we're all so accessible with everything, that boundaries are very important. And so is intention, like being intentional about you know what, if I am sitting in this doctor's appointment and it's the first time today that I've had the ability to have some headspace, putting the phone down, the email and the call can wait. You know, yeah. it's, it's, or, you know, being on the road, like checking my email before I go, I'm not going to check it on the road, you know, because it, you can easily get caught up in that. Um, oh, yeah. So I think we have to be, you know, intentional about having boundaries and being able to kind of keep our sanity in the chaos too. And, you know, maneuvering through it as best we can and just kind of reaching for balance every day, but it's not going to look the same every day like it used to, you know? Yeah. So like, what are some non-negotiables for your day? Cause you know, sometimes you, you don't know what's going to happen and some things happen that are like unexpected. And um, so like, if you have to, prioritize or say, okay, I'm not going to get to this today. I'm not going to get to this. Like, what are some of the non-negotiables that it's like, if I don't do this, I will not be able to function today or I will not be able to sleep at night if I don't like do X, Y, and Z. Do you have any non-negotiables? Well, I do. I mean, I think probably non-negotiables that I may not realize are non-negotiables because they're just so much a part of my day. Like I, I talk to God often throughout the day. I've done that for many, many years, whether in my car traveling or it's just, I mean, I talk to him constantly. Mm -hmm. I have the ability to do that too, walking around my house, but, um, I, you know, I think that's a non-negotiable for me. I think prayer, of course, is a non-negotiable for me. Uh, you know, I think reading, you know, getting in scripture daily and it doesn't always get to happen because sometimes there, it, you know, as long as I can get that prayer. And so sometimes it might be late at night before I can get some reading in or something like that. But, you know, I think that's mostly non-negotiable for me. I think, 
being being kind is non-negotiable for me uh, in a world we live in right now that is people are opinionated and rude and disrespectful and they're so caught up in being right in my way and I think we've lost sight of being kind to one another and remembering that we can we don't have to have the same opinion to be friends I some of my closest friends we vote differently we you know there's a lot of things that are different about us but we managed to have great friendships and great Mm -hmm. connection um so i think that's a non-negotiable i think you know just being a good person trying to you know trying to get in something some activity every day is a non-negotiable certainly making my deadlines and doing my work with excellence i've always been that way like when I have a job, I'm going to do it. And I'm going to do it 110%. Yeah. I'm not a slacker, you know, and uh, family is a non-negotiable. You know, if, if family needs me, that's a priority. If, you know, if, if, if my mom needs me, if Eddie's mom needs him, you know, those are non-negotiables for us, I think. Well, sorry, there was a spider right beside me. I just <laughs> You know what I thought you started doing? I thought you started eating. I was like, oh, she she got hungry. She's eating. No, I literally, I, I jumped up and then I was looking for something to kill it. I am so sorry. So I was listening to what you were saying, but I did not have um, <laughs> the capacity at the moment to respond adequately. And I don't the know. The day in the life, now. right? I know. I tried to kill it and I think I was too late and I think I scared it. And I don't know. I don't know where it is. Anyway, okay. In the episode, though, because I'm, women, I'm, we, <laughs> I hate spiders. I think they I are too. straight from hell. I hate them. Like, they're yeah. just creepy. They and, are. I mean, I know they do good. They are created for, you know, they eat stuff and all that that we don't want and stuff, insects and all, but <laughs> it's, well, it's tough. Yeah, we're leaving, <laughs> we're leaving that in the episode. That's fine. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to move to another spot right now, though. Um Okay, the other the other thing that what you were saying brought up was, uh, I, I, of course, I lost it there for a second. But I'm wondering, like, in the midst of your non-negotiables, are there are there influences that you have right now that are like pushing you, encouraging you? Because sometimes the strong people like you that are always there encouraging other people, sometimes like other people forget to check on you and forget to inspire you or feel like that they can't because they were like, well, what do I say to somebody who is always positive and always doing all these things, which we know that we're not always like that. Like we have days where we're not feeling it and we're tired and you know, whatever. So, and, and I don't know if you want to give names or if it's somebody that you listen to on a podcast or a speaker or a pastor, you know, whatever, but who are some people that you go to to get fed by and to be encouraged by or people that you call or, you know, do you have people like that? Yeah, I do. It's interesting because, you know, I think there's been, I've had so many conversations about this with people in general and you're right. People that are perceived that, you know, they don't need encouragement or they're good or whatever, you know, people don't really check on those people because we're the checkers. We're the ones checking on other people, right. you know, asking if they're okay and different things. During the pandemic, I think um, there was the, I don't want to say opportunity, but I think I was kind of coming to a place where I was getting a little burnout. Um, mm-hmm. And it was an opportunity to pull back and sort of refuel and, and revisit you know, pouring into myself and I do pour into myself. I think that is very important as we talked about with balance that you have to carve out and be intentional about that time and pouring into yourself because you can't, you just can't always be available and accessible to everybody. You can't, you've got to pour in yourself. Um, And especially with accessibility. My mom has always been, um, you know, I'm fortunate that my mom is not just my mom, that she's my best friend, that she has been a, you know, a business mentor, a spiritual mentor for me for all of my life. You know, I'm like any kid, you know, when I was in my teens, there were moments that we butted heads and we weren't BFFs. But the great thing was she, you know, when I was growing up, she wasn't there to be my BFF. She was there to be my mom. That was her priority. And she raised us that way. And I think 
you know, so many women are so focused on trying to be a BFF with their their kids, they're forgetting to raise them and they're forgetting to teach them and they're forgetting to, you know, demonstrate some things for them that's the priority. It wasn't until really, you know, we were we were always close and stuff, but it's not like at our ages, she always got me. I mean, she was 31 when I was born. My dad was 44. So I was raised kind of by, you know, more mature parents. And so when I got older, though, and I always tell people this, you know, they're like, if if the, if their daughter or son's not listening to them, those types of things. And I'm like, well, you know, sometimes they don't have an appreciation for, you know, a good parent when they have one and they're fortunate enough to have one and that wisdom until they get older. Mm-hmm. And I really think mom and I became really close, uh, especially in, in like my, you know, late twenties and early thirties and throughout, like we, we just, we just gelled and really bonded. And so she's just been, kind of an anchor in my life. Um, you know, my dad was full of great wisdom. He was a great friend to me. And so, you know, those were kind of the two that I would call. Um, I think my sisters and I, we stay in touch and connected, you know, they call me and and talk and I call them and talk. And, you know, if we need to have a vent session, we can vent to each other. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, I have, you know, I'm fortunate enough to work with um, a group of really great women and with the landscape of our job, it's a little unique and different from where we came from before. Some of us worked together before for many years with, the, with different companies. So, and then we ended up here with this company. And so it's interesting because, you know, we're all able to share and sort of sharpening each other for what we do and those um, moments of, you know, being unpredictable and, and the things that, that we do in our jobs, because we share that in common, but we also, So we've become really good friends, Um, you know, but as far as it's interesting, because the thing that I've talked about with so many people is that and and I've heard this is like in the pandemic. Oh, and my neighbor, uh, we're really good friends with our neighbors. They are really incredible people. We have a great time with them. They've been married for many years. You know, we're 48 and 56 and they're in their 60s. And we mm-hmm. travel with them and we have a really great time and we laugh a lot. And so definitely we're always checking on each other, you know, and stuff like that. And we stay in close contact. We're in and out of each other's houses all the time. But as far as like just having somebody pick up the phone and call me and say, because I've always been the motivator to say, hey, like, let's let's go do this. Let's go. You know, and of course, I talked to Eddie, my husband. You know, we, we mm-hmm. talk to each other and encourage each other. But as far as people picking up the phone and saying, hey, I wanted to check on you today. Are you doing okay? Um, You know, I I think a lot of times it it, people are just so distracted. You know, I have um, one of my girlfriends that lived here that moved away. Um, She and I stay in touch. But I think the pandemic changed a lot for a lot of people. And I think, you know, it's like if you're not in the same circles that you were before or a part of the same communities that you were before, mm-hmm. I think a lot of people are, are, don't have somebody that just calls them to say, Hey, are you, are you doing all right today? Or you know what? You've had a stressful week. Let's go do this. Like I'm getting you out of the house or um, yeah. I don't think people think that way. I think we do because that's our gifting. I think we think to do that kind of thing, but not mm-hmm. everybody does. And it's not, you know, it's not, something that I think the world's just really oblivious right now. And I, and I feel like I need to say that because I do talk to a lot of women that, that feel that way, that have been a part of circles and communities. And they'll tell me they're like, nobody's called and checked on me except for you. Nobody stayed connected to me. It's, it's interesting. Um, So I think a lot of people are dealing with that. And again, it's, I don't think it's intentional. People have just gotten whatever. So bogged down with life. So focused, uber focused on whatever it is, raising their kids, their families, maybe even taking the opportunity to pull away. And people just, you know, they don't, they're, yeah. they don't reach out. And I think we as a society can be better at that, especially with the, mm-hmm. um, you know, there's another, I'm very passionate about this. And I know that you, um, also have this so I there are I mean that you've dealt with this before Um, we've both had it in our families as well Um, but especially with the rates of suicide we just had another kid in my hometown 
take his own life, uh, young, and it's so common now. And so that's huge. And I think we have to be more aware of reaching out to people and saying, are you all right today? You know, what? Mm-hmm. let's be connected. And again, we can't save everybody and we can't reach out to everybody. But if we're all reaching, yeah. then nobody feels alone or, no, or people feel checked on or they feel like somebody cares. And I think it's so important because the suicide rates have skyrocketed. And it's not just the statistics used to be just men kind of over 55. Now it's, it's, it's teens and, it's, and it is a lot more common in men. But it is, I mean, it's skyrocketing and it's all ages. It's, you know, teens, it's 20s, it's 40s, it's 50s, it's everything, it's 70s. It's, you know, and I think we have to be more intentional about reaching. Yeah. You know, you, you, you touched on like the, you you didn't call it self-care, but, you know, you said that sometimes you have to step away and I love doing that myself because sometimes that is how I recharge or encourage myself is to get get away like travel somewhere and like what I found and I'm sure you've like found this too is that you know you can clock out of your job you can uh you know you can say no to other obligations or you know events or things that you're doing but we can never clock out of being an encourager like I feel like that for you and myself there's always somebody that we're thinking about like I wonder how they're doing um, I wonder like who I can check on today. And sometimes we probably even ask God throughout the day, like God put somebody on my heart that needs just to know that somebody's thinking about them, that somebody cares because it is alarming and overwhelming to think of how the depression rates, the suicide rates, everything keeps skyrocketing. And we need more people like you that are setting out and like making, making it intentional to unleash life. <laughs> I love the, the title I love the the name of your organization uh and I know that I was going to do this at the end but you know if people want to get you to come and and speak and to literally unleash life into a room and into people's lives is there a way that they can contact you like a website or something like that I you know I'm terrible about promoting myself with like you know I you know and I actually was um unleash life was sort of um, growing and I was about to build a website and then I started this, the, my day job. Um, I transitioned to this job a few years ago and then we went through the pandemic. So it was like trying to figure out sort of what my schedule was going to look like with this job first to sort of really make that push. So I kind of, you know, put promoting it and getting the website and stuff until, you know, and just let it be more organic. And that's how it's, really evolved and I really kind of wanted it to be that way at first so that it could mesh with my regular um, life Mm -hmm. and so I really just have the LinkedIn page and the Facebook page I am one of those people that I have fought being on Instagram forever and a day because I'm like (laughs) I have have LinkedIn and I have Facebook and I am very intentional about I do not want to be on social media all the time and of course you know I have you know work apps and chats and and all that. And I think just that's one of my boundaries. And I'm probably going to end up getting sucked into it just because it's nowadays it's, you know, for purposes of a lot of um, and those connections. But I have not been on Instagram yet. I think I, I set up something a long time ago, but just never used it. But so I'm on Facebook and LinkedIn. And of course, if they know you, you know how to get in touch with me um, and they can reach out to me through those pages that I have. Um, it may they may see the company that I work for during the day on there, but I also have Unleashed Life on there. So they'll know it's me, mm-hmm. um, but they're, they can reach out to me that way and send me a message. I do check those frequently and, you know, we can connect. Yeah. Um, and on Facebook, if you're looking for Terry, her name is spelled T-E-R-R-I um, and it's lamb with an E on the end. So if you're looking on Facebook uh, to reach out to her that way, then you can find her. Or like she said, you can come to me uh, and reach out to her. And even if you just, if you need life coach stuff, if you're like me last week and you just need somebody to encourage you, I can pretty much guarantee that she'll do that just because that's her heart. And I know that sometimes we feel um, like we're a burden, maybe if we ask somebody for encouragement or to let somebody know we're struggling. But I mean, it, it fuels me up. Like it fills my heart to encourage somebody else. 
It never fails. Right. Like I, I feel encouraged when I speak life into somebody else. Um, and it's the best kind of exhaustion. Like literally that's right. the definition of exhaustion is that you are exhausting. You are putting out, uh, you know, and then it's like, then the Lord refills us and like refuels us and rejuvenates us. And then we're able to go and kind of be by ourselves to also be refilled. Uh, yeah, man. Well, we're, we're I always tell people, I'm like, don't be an encouragement hoarder. I don't like encouragement hoarders, like stop hoarding encouragement. But I have learned that I think people, like I said, you know, you're gifted in that. And that's an area that it's, I'm comfortable encouraging women. And I've noticed through the years, there are some women that you'll encourage. And it's not that they're not necessarily encouragers. They're just not maybe good at it verbally because, or sometimes receiving it because they're not used to that. It's, it's awkward to them. Maybe they had a hard upbringing or whatever it is, some challenges in life. And so they, they're they're not really sure how to receive it, but anytime you encourage anybody, it's well worth it, whether they know how to take it immediately or not, it's going to be a seed planted that will take root and will blossom and flourish. And it's well worth it, especially in today's society to take the time to do that with anybody. Yep. So pay it forward with encouragement. If someone encourages you, whether you asked for it or not, turn and encourage somebody else like keep that going uh, and I've got a, a few more like like rapid fire questions <laughs> to wrap up this episode okay, I'll be quick um, I promise I'm gonna be quick no I was gonna say but before we get to those is there anything else that we didn't touch on that you want to say before we get to the rapid fire um I'll just you know put out there that because a lot of people ask me they're like well you know do you just do ministry speaking or ministry singing or you know, um, business, like I do the, I do all of it. Like I said, I'm kind of a hodgepodge and a a culmination of a lot of things throughout my life. And so I've done, I do business speaking. I do, um, in a variety of topics, I do ministry speaking, you know, I've preached on Sunday mornings. I've, um, you know, kind of done it all in that way. Women's conferences, things like that for, you know, whether it's businesses, churches, whatever. So I'm not just limited to, one lane or the other, I do both. I cross over into business and nonprofits and things like that and churches. So, I mean, um, is there anything you can't do or, or, or have? <laughs> <laughs> and I suck at gardening for sure. <laughs> I hate okay. and That's Eddie's forte, not mine. Well, look, ain't that great that like God sent you somebody that can balance you out in the one thing that you're not good at? Uh, the girl, there's a lot of things I'm not good at, but that's not what this show is about. <laughs> Look, I know. Really I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Even if you're not good at something, I think that your heart is just willing. Like you're just willing to take on anything and willing to uh, feel whatever need is there. So that's awesome. I love it. I'm a gap filler. Um, I will admit, I do think that's probably the best description is I'm kind of a gap filler for the glory of God, really. And a gap filler for encouragement for others or you know, whatever it is, even in business, like if I see a gap, I want to fill it. I want to help sure. fill it, you know? Oh yeah. And that shows more of your reliance on God's ability to work through you than on your own competence and experience or instruction or, you know, whatever you're like, okay, no, I don't have a degree in that. I don't have training in that, but I believe the Holy spirit in me is going to empower me and give me the grace and the strength to carry out whatever's necessary. <laughs> so right no doubt yeah all right you ready for some rapid fire questions i am okay first of all do you eat pizza yes all right what is your favorite like what's your go-to pizza uh pretty much well i love elizabeth's pizza down the street from us we went there saturday night with my mom she loves it too and it's um Mm. it's pepperoni and cheese or just cheese Oh, okay. And are you a coffee or a tea person? Coffee. So what's your coffee order? I mean, I have that when I wake in the morning, drop my collagen in it. I like it. Like, I like it. I like for my coffee to make a dead man walk. I like it that strong (laughs) and stiff. And, and I like a little bit of sugar-free creamer in it and some stevia. Okay. Uh, do you prefer to dress up or dress down? 
both. I, I mean, I appreciate both. I do like to dress up. I think my mom kind of growing up, she was always into like fashion and stuff like that. And my oh, dad yeah. kind of was too. And so I'm really passionate about fashion and it's kind of, that's kind of a hobby for me too. So I think when you, I think when you, whatever dressing up looks like for you, and it may look different for someone else than it does for me and vice versa. But I think when you do that, it empowers you for your day. I think it makes you feel really good. I think it makes you mm-hmm. just feel like you're, you know, ready to take on the world. So I, I think I like to dress up when I have the opportunity. Oh, yeah. I was going to say you're one of the most fashionable um, and well-dressed people and put together. I mean, your hair, your makeup, everything matches. It coordinates. I'm like, yeah. So yeah, I was like, you better answer this. Correctly. You're kind. You're oh, kind. Thank you for that. Yeah. I appreciate you for that. Yeah. Um, do you know your Enneagram number? Do I know my what? Enneagram number. The personality types. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> I, you know, I don't, but I'm really into, um, and there would be some religious people that would probably balk at this, but it's whatever. Oh yeah. I am. So I do believe in, so I'm a Libra and I do, and I'm kind of right on the line of Virgo and Libra. So I do think that those, um, the month that we were born is, I mean, the descriptive personalities on that is pretty, does parallel pretty well with people's personalities and, and how well they Mm -hmm. gel and things like that. Like, I do think they define uh, they're, they, they define what our personalities are like. And most of the time are pretty close, maybe not exact or whatever. So, um, I do sort of identify with that, that, yeah, I'm probably, you know, but I don't know the number. No. Okay. Well, if you ever look into them or take a quiz or whatever, I'm very interested in seeing, cause I think I know hmm. what you are, but I'm not going to tell you. So if you do it, then okay. I'll just see if I'm right. <laughs> Okay, uh, I'll have to do that because I, I like that kind of stuff. Yes. Uh, do you prefer hot or cold weather? <sighs> you know, <laughs> the older <laughs> I get, the older I get, I used to love the summer. Uh, the older I get, especially with the way North Carolina used to be like the perfect weather almost year round. You know, we had a little bit of snow. We had, you know, some good heat in the summer and all that. The old, I don't know if it's my age and the older I get or if it's a combination of ozone layer depletion, but I will say the summer in North Carolina is hot and humid. The humidity is killing me. So I have a oh, yeah. better appreciation for certainly fall. Like I just told my mom the other day, I was like, okay, I, I think I'm, I'm ready for fall because we just have not had a break in this humidity this summer. So, Mm-mm. yeah, but I do love the beach. I mean, I'm a beach girl, so. What can I say? I, I think I have an appreciation for all the seasons, really. I like the changes. I like living somewhere that we have some changes. Good, good. All right. And either in a word or a sentence, what is one of the, the biggest lessons that you have learned or are learning, um, I would say, in the last, like, month to two months? Oh, wow. That's a good question. What Thank am I learning? I feel like I'm always learning. I don't mm-hmm. think my learning ever ends. I think I'm learning that I know nothing, actually. I think mm. in our 30s, we, we tend to feel like we know a lot. And then in my 40s, at least this has been my experience and, and some women I've talked to as well, that it seems like the wisdom that we've carried in places in our life, kind of like I told you the other day, sometimes people don't want to hear it and they want it to be, they want it to sound the way they want it to sound, or it needs to come from a famous person for them to, mm-hmm. you know, want to hear it. Or it's got to be somebody with a title. Like our, our society is so riddled with titles now that, well, if you don't have a title and some big title, then, you know, people don't want to listen to people. And there's just so much wisdom that everybody I think has to offer that we can, again, encourage one another with and fill gaps, whether it's in business or in ministry, and that can be resources for one another. So I think from that, I'm learning that I know nothing um, and everybody else knows everything. And I'm just a squirrel trying to get a nut in the world, really just trying to (laughs) make plugs where I can. And if you want to, if you want to absorb it, take it on. And if you don't, that's fine. Maybe somebody famous will tell you and it'll resonate, whatever, whatever you need to do. Or with the big well, title or whatever it is. Yeah. Well, I know you said the, the 30s was where you thought you knew everything. I think I'm, I'm 
maybe ahead of the game. I feel like maybe I'm in my 40s then because I'm kind of in the place where I'm like, I don't know what I know. And what I think I know, I don't know. So I'm, I'm in that with you. But anyway, right. that's, that's the only questions I got. Is there anything else that you want to say before we wrap up? Because I know you've got another call because we're both on <laughs> interesting time schedules today. <laughs> right. We're just riding the wave, girl, riding the wave. Um, yeah. I just want to say, you know, I appreciate you uh, connecting with me and offering, you know, to have me on the podcast. Just, uh, you know, to me, conversations are connection. Communication is connection. Mm-hmm. I thrive on that. I know that you do too. And I'm thankful that, you know, for our history, but I'm excited about sort of our reconnection, if you will, and being able to embark on whatever the next chapter is in our connection. And I just appreciate you having me on here. And I just pray that God continues to um, bring the resources and encouragement to you and blesses you with his favor and, you know, orchestrates your steps and that, that you're in tune to what he has for you and letting go and letting God. And, you know, and I'm, you know, one of your biggest fans as well as Eddie and we love you and we're always here for you. And, you know, we celebrate you and, we're excited to maybe see you in person and, and yes. you know, obviously get you back to the house. Um, and we'll talk about that offline because we talked about that a little bit last <laughs> week. So, but yeah, yes. um, so definitely. So, so I, yeah. So, um, you know, you're, you're a great person with a great heart and, you know, I know God's going to do some great things that beyond what you've even been able to see yet. Wow. And see, isn't it just like you to end the pod, <laughs> to end the episode with encouraging me? Look at you. Golly. Well, y'all are, you're the best. Y'all, y'all are just the best. And I do look forward to, um, to in-person conversations and reconnecting. Cause I think we're both in different seasons of our life than when we, uh, hung out the last time. So I'm excited about it. We will plan it offline and man, thank you again. And anybody listening, Remember, you can check her out on Facebook, reach out to her, Terry with an I, Lamb with an E, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> Unleash Life, dude, just contact her for anything, whether it's to encourage her, to invite her to things, whatever it is, um, or you can contact me for that. And thank you, everyone, for listening to another episode of Church Talks. Hey, before you guys leave and start listening to another episode of Church Talks, Could you take 10 or 15 seconds and just go on Spotify, Apple, wherever you're listening and click follow or subscribe or like or the plus sign, whatever it is where you're listening. Uh, That would mean a ton to me. And that way you'll never miss episodes when they're coming out on the weekends. Thank you so much, as always, for listening and supporting and subscribing and following. I love you guys so much.